Welcome to the podcast, Two Dudes Drunk and Depressed, sponsored by WeDoRelationships.com. I'm Richard, or as my friends call me, OB. I'm Steve, or as my friends call me, Schwaz. <laughs> Alcohol use disorder impairs 29 million adults in the U.S. that we know of. I call it alcoholism. I'm Steve, and I'm an alcoholic, and I'm filled with gratitude and hope. And I live an extraordinary life. You do, my friend. Depression affects over 18 million adults in the U.S. that we know of. It can take the form of adjustment or anxiety disorder. Here we use the general term depressed. I'm Richard, and I have suffered from depression and anxiety. And I am filled with gratitude and hope and live an extraordinary life. Like many who decided to change, Steve and I had to tell the truth to ourselves first. Only then could we make the sustainable progress in our lives and in our relationships. So we're still very much works in progress. Richard and I wanted to create a place for men to go where it's okay not to be okay. Here we may lose our mass, not our masculinity. Yeah, it's time for us as men to realize life is not meant to be explored alone. Let's care for each other as we move toward a better existence. When you tell the truth to yourself, the rest can fall into place. Our hope is that someone listening may gain some understanding and personal peace and discover something that can help in times of need. Yeah, it's up to you. The people in your life will notice. Let's get today's episode. So, Steve, we got an interesting question that we uh, was posed to us through this fictitious character, <laughs> but a, a question that came up on our dashboard. Um, and I'm even scared to say it. Do you know what the question is? Oh, let's hear it. No, you tell me. What's the question? <laughs> what is the question? Our first question. Our first question. Why do we think connection with other men is so critical? Hmm. So let's think about that for a little bit. You know, when what we're talking about here, as as I interpret it, is is beyond just getting together for a beer or watching a football game, but it's that deep connection. Um, and and you know, certainly as we get older in life, this probably takes on um, you know more and more uh, meaning and importance. Um, you know, as I I think about my life and and running a business and and uh, trying to be everywhere at once and. Um, just like just having a connection with anyone that's meaningful, um, that goes beyond just the employer and employee relationship mm -hmm. is, is, is tough, is tough to do. So, um, I mean, certainly for me, it is, uh, it gives me some of that, that life giving time with someone else to know someone on a, a completely different level and a more uh, meaningful level than just what often just scrapes along the surface. Yeah. And a lot of times what scrapes along the surface is usually my knuckles because I was like a Neanderthal when it comes to, when it comes to these type of things, you know, I, I, there's a term that I've come to, it's, it's really got me perplexed. It's called, you know, this masculine inscription that we have, you know, it's like, you know, what is that? And it's so individual for each person, you know, what, what is it like for you? What's it like for me? For me, I have always had a kind of a, a hero complex, you know, like I'm going to be the person that solves the problem. I'll come up with a great idea. 
you know, even I can even remember walking along and this kind of encourages me to still be the superhero, like walking along with this woman outside of a sales center and it was icy and she slipped. And before she hit the ground, I had my arm underneath her and stopped her like a foot and a half from the ground. And I picked her up and she went, Oh, you're like a superhero. And I went, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the worst thing we can do is have things like affirm that, right? Right. So that yeah. that kind of thing has always been that I've always looked up to superheroes. I love the cartoons. I love the, you know, the heroes on the football field, the, you know, the greatest players in NFL history. And Ray Nitschke, I happened to meet Ray Nitschke. Nitschke is a linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. And just, I see my dad with his, pictures of him in the newspaper with his nose bleeding and ice pack on his head, and, you know, Bob's ready to go back out in the field and all those things that say, you know, look, we have to break through every obstacle that's put in front of us. And I think that kind of kept going through um, college years, certainly high school years, being with the, being with the in group, the brotherhood for those brotherhood guys, you know, who you are, but the brotherhood and those connections. And, but it was like, we were a group, and somebody else wasn't a group. Um, and those, so it's like you have or you have not. And I think the the most difficult part of that, or at least uh, the manifestation of that that can be very difficult and certainly violent is being a bully. And I think, you know, a lot of men out there have had a violent upbringing, you know, and, yeah. and that doesn't have to be these dramatic violence in the way of physicality. Um, those things are traumatic and they're impactful, but they also can be the subtle things associated with, I want you to act and be a certain way like me and the way my father raised me, or this could come from your, your mother or both parents, mm-hmm. but there we're, we're being raised and we're, we're being inscribed like the, the etching of who we are in our masculine, um, experience or the way we relate to the world has been inscribed and, Everyone can come to these groups with those inscriptions and they can be as active or contemplative or just like you say in our opening, which is so critical, showing up, Mm. you know, that you're there and you work your way into it, right? You work your way into it. It doesn't have to be a deep sharing um, initially, but it's just a, a place where if you're not okay, it's okay to be that. If you are okay, well, certainly you want to hear about that. But ultimately, where people are in life, there are challenges that they have, you know, and who are you going to talk to about it? That's right. You know, and I love how you say the it's, it's this inscription. It's to me that that is that's something that's there, but we may not know it's there. <clears throat> so this too is about figuring that out, kind of understanding. <clears throat> and we we can find that. And learn that through other guys, just through their stories and sitting there and listening mm-hmm. to what they have to say. We can oftentimes find something that's either missing or perhaps buried a little bit or or something that we couldn't really put into words before. So um, and it's that that level of connection that I think really, um, you know, I've learned a lot about myself just listening to others. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we talk about the, that we want to be solving the problem. And that's that is kind of our inscription, right? <laughs> it just you know something comes up, we got to fix it, we got to solve it. When we sit back and reflect more yeah. on it, uh, we can al- almost we we may not solve the immediate thing that we were trying to solve, but we may end up solving a lot more in our lives 
than we ever would have. Yeah. If we would have just tried to solve that immediate thing. Yeah. So. And I think the, the, the people that are coming or these meetings, and I, I think it's really kind of happened with us mm -hmm. and the guys in our, our group, there, there was a sense of isolation, you know, um, yeah. Not because I, I didn't necessarily have all the, you know, no one to share my problem or challenges. Those just kind of came as when we went along, you know. I mean, at yeah. first you weren't even talking about drinking. No. And stuff. You were, it was no like, it was like, hey, I'm not, not quite ready to expose <laughs> them yet. But eventually it was like, whoa. I mean, I knew, yeah. but they didn't. No, that's Sorry, right. guys. But, I mean, you know what I mean? So it's like if you're isolated and you're – I love what you said about – when you start to hear someone else's story, it opens up a door mm. for you to be to to share yours. Because when you're when we're isolated, the dynamic is we can solve it, like right? as you said, but we're incredibly adept at convincing ourselves what we're thinking is either absolutely right. Or someone else is absolutely wrong, or what we're thinking, we can actually convince ourselves yeah. that that is the way it is. And, um, you know, being open to other, I guess, nuances and other perspectives and those other stories, that's when it starts to open up because we're programmed to be connected. Man. We are. That's right. We are absolutely programmed to be connected. And uh, one of our biggest weaknesses as humans and on an individual level is that. We are very difficult on ourselves, and we consider so many of the things that we do as a weakness or a flaw. And and talking that through and having someone listen to us, we can learn. And I know I have that some of my what I had perceived are my biggest flaws are actually just a veneer over something that's really great. And it was how I put <clears throat> how I put something in 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 how I put meaning to it originally. Um, but didn't do anything other than just pack that bad thing away deep down that it was just through talking about it. And it's like you said, when I, when I first, when we first started meeting together, um, I wasn't ready to spill my guts and no one else was, but it was just a little bit here and a little bit there that someone says something and it draws some curiosity from someone else. And before you know it, you're talking about these things. And someone asks you to explain it a little bit more, or how did you feel on that? And you, by the time you're done, there's a couple of things. It does, it does put in perspective of what it is. Um, it gives you a sense that these aren't weaknesses. Um, there's something really good about it. And you, and you I, I know many times I walked away feeling a lot better about myself and where I was at. Yeah. How many times did we say that? We were like, oh. I felt like shit before I came in. I'm right. so glad I came. I did yeah. not want to show up. Yeah. It's like the guy at the retreat that said, the only reason I'm here is because I didn't want to be here. <laughs> well, sometimes we have to lean into that go. I mean, there was definitely some times where I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to discuss anything right now. I feel like crap. I'm not, I don't have my journal out ready to go like I normally do. And that was a thing that I found out later on that you and I both did this is that we were journal. Because it helped us be better. Right. And that yeah. was what you were just talking about. I, tell me more what you were saying about that. Because it was like, first thing that came to your mind was about being this oh, listener. Yeah. I mean, just um, knowing that I, the purpose of the group was not to solve each other's problems. That in and of itself 
sort of at first made me a little uncomfortable because I'm used to solving problems. It's kind of what I do. Hey, dude, right? I got an answer for you. Yeah, yeah. And so for like 10 hours a day, I'm in, I'm in the chair and it's like Santa Claus problem solver. And so being in an environment where that's not the purpose, you, I, I, there was a lot of uncomfortability there because you want to, sometimes you wanted to say, Hey, it's going to be okay or console someone. And that's not what someone was. I I can't let you go by with it. You said uncomfortability, uncomfortability. (laughs) I love that word. I'm giving George Bush a run for his money. Uncomfortability. Uncomfortability. The sick thing is I knew exactly what you were talking about. (laughs) Squirmy. I'm kind of feeling that way right now. (laughs) Yeah. So it was was the listening and it was just being there uh, and Sometimes it was responding with just the thanks for sharing. Yeah. And, and that really was it. And and what was amazing, because I felt it both as um, a giver mm-hmm, in the sense mm-hmm. that I was sharing something yeah. or a receiver and taking it in, that a lot of times just the acknowledgement yeah. that, hey, I heard what you said was like powerful. It was so like, hard. It was, it, was so, it was so hard. It's like you had to come up with new ways to, to say thank you for sharing without saying thank you for sharing. Yeah, that's sort of goofy. But yeah. I mean, it was. It We're was, honored to have heard that. Right. And thank you for sharing that because that was really kind of a, a very personal, private, you know, and some person that said it was a sacred moment for them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of ways it is. And I think that's the connection. You know, it's funny how we have this. We talk about connection and these wonderful things that you have, like connection with your family, your son, your daughter, your wife. Yeah. And then that connection with ourselves Mm -hmm. can be difficult for all the people. You just have those strong connections with all of them are feeling that way. Yeah. You know, our sons are in college right now. And we're talking about our sons because this is, you know, lose your mass, not your masculinity. Otherwise, we're talking more about our daughters, Mm -hmm. but our sons. And there was a poll recently that, that was done in college. It says, do they have challenges? Does your friend have a challenge that you know of? And he said, yes. When I hear about it, 70% say it's anxiety. And anxiety can translate into uncertainty, a lack of confidence, a worry, um, not sure of myself. Those things that we all experience, but I believe this wholeheartedly. There was a poll recently done that talked about isolation that we talked about earlier. It's real. And if, if you're isolated and you're, um, especially in college where, you know, you're living your life through social media and you're doing, and it's comparison, comparison instead of contribution. There was an article in, in the, um, well, actually it was on the Today Show that talked about this group at USC where these guys felt a lot of these things that we've already talked about. And they started a group mm-hmm. and it was amazing. Like 40 guys showed up that just to talk about things like, you know, the struggles they're having with communicating with, you know, potential people to go out with, uh, you know, who, who's their partner and how they connect in with them and or the challenges they have with anxiety about schoolwork. And those it just it frees your space. It's sort of like if you say, say something. And you put it out there, you've created a space for something else you have. Exactly. Right. And I think that's the prescription inscription Mm -hmm. 
is creating a space. And that space can be filled with whatever um, you can do. I, I believe that we can lend help here, Steve. Um, I, I believe that we we can we can have um, an openness about saying, here's how we can talk about this, how we can model this. Maybe part of it is modeling what we're doing right now to where if there's a door, for example, and in front of that door is someone that's feeling isolated or challenged or doesn't have the connections that they want, or they're feeling just simply lonely, or they're melancholy, or they're just really struggling with addiction or whatever it might be. If someone came in and said they were struggling with addiction on our group, I think we would listen just the same. We would. We wouldn't solve it. We would say, hey, are there things that you're, what are some things that you're doing to address that? Or is there some things that, you know, that kind of thing that may follow up. But we know that maybe that's not the place where that's going to be solved. But we also know that at first you have to be able to get near the door to, to, to get the courage to walk through it. And so that's where we play. That's our sandbox that says, here's what's going. Now, I can help people on the coaching side and that type of thing. And I certainly think from what we're doing right now, we can help people to get to that place that helps open that door. And you can do that because I know that that brilliance is in you. You may not have that that training, but you have that ability with regard to giving people the space to explore what's next for them. You definitely have that. And you have that in a leadership role because you take that seriously. Yeah. And so a little affirmation there. Are you okay Thank with you. my affirmation? It. Yeah. That doesn't I mean, sometimes, you, you know, <laughs> it doesn't work. no uncomfortability there. I want that. <laughs> but so, so one of the things that we're looking to do is like over the next um, several weeks is that we'll have a, a Zoom call. You can go to two dudes. Uh, if you go to we do relationships.com, and there's a tab up there that says two dudes. And then that's where Steve and I's the podcast is, but also a place to sign up for. You know, if you want to do a dudes assisting dudes meeting, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so, and and I think I was thinking what we could do is, you know, talk about what it is a little bit more, answer questions. Maybe we invite our sons. You know, yeah. maybe we invite them. There's a putting it on the table. Sure is. And yeah. I think they're they're great guys, and to say, you know, what is it that the questions that they would have from the perspective of you know teens and becoming 20 year olds right wow think about i just threw that out at you sorry no i think yeah i mean you know you opened up talking about how we evolve through life and how this inscription on us is there for a long time and there's so much that kind of gets in the way of really going deep on Mm -hmm. those things and get to a point in your life and you know people find it at different times but i think about like my son and who's in his second year of college right now if he can get a little bit of what I've learned in these last few years that much earlier, yeah. I mean, think about, I just think about, um, you know, how his life could be that much richer yeah. when he gets to be my age. Yeah. And I, I think what it, what it comes down to is, is what we're trying to do with, with we do Institute and what we're trying to do together is that what are ways that, you know, we can foster life giving, experiences and communication and responses that withstand adversity in life because we're all going to face it you know we know that joe's going to face it we know that josh is going to face it you know and they are facing it right now we may not know all of it but they are facing some of those adversities and the most unbelievable thing that i could always think of that i'm finally learning 
in my 50s is it's about others, you know. Um, certainly my coaching practice fills me up to the point where I'm just like honored to be in those places with these with these people. You know when you're in that space with some of your team members. You know that that space with your colleagues in AA. I mean, you're in a, unbelievable experiences sharing and opening up and hearing these stories that you said, you know, that are rich. They're just precious and unique. And and that's okay to say that these stories of us are precious and unique because we may not want to say it, but we are. Mm-hmm. I am, you are, the people that are listening here are. Mm-hmm. So We'll try to get together. I'll, I'll certainly be on there the next three weeks. You'll be on there a couple times. Maybe we pop in and just have Joe and Josh on there on the Zoom call and talking about this. And maybe yeah, they want to start something at their schools. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Let's start, the, you know, those little get things, those sparks, right, yep. of connectivity. Um, I mean, you've made the effort. You make the effort to drive here after your long day of work in the incredible metropolis known as Renton, <laughs> Washington. Right. Beautiful Renton. And he makes his way up here in this spooky hall. It is Halloween. I shouldn't say the date because we, but it's kind of spooky. And, uh, but we're going to, we're going to give it a, a roll here and say, you know, here's some ways that you can do it. Um, as we refine this, we ask for your patience. We ask for the, your um, energy, positive energy to us. Um, it, it may not seem like it, but it does take, well, maybe it does seem like it. Takes courage to do this. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I have nervousness <laughs> each time, um, and I just am honored to be a, a part of it. And uh, I as well. Hey, this is um, this has been a wonderful experience, and this take a little getting used to. Yeah. <laughs> but it's but it's good. It's good. Yeah, I think we're um, um, you know we're we're able to talk about a lot of things that we've talked about in the past, and and get them out there in the open, start discussing these things, um, learning more and more about each other and about ourselves. Um, and for all that, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And it's great to hear we're getting a bunch of downloads too. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I had a guy at work the other day go, hey, I listened to both episodes. And he looked at me and goes, it got me thinking. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and then I just went like, oh, my God, this is so overwhelming. But I, was the sound okay? <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it sounded like you were close like a couple of times when I went like this. Or, but it was like, whoa, okay, got you thinking. I just left it that. I didn't want to, you know, let him That's bring. It's about. Yeah, That's and maybe about. he's going to do. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> what else? Oh, well. As was, we complete so our night together. I here. was, I was uh, on a walk yesterday with a, a really good friend of mine and we were listening to a, a book on tape and and we were at a chapter that was talking about vocation mm. and what's your vocation Ooh. and uh it's and you immediately thought of vacation well no <laughs> i immediately <laughs> thought about like what the fuck is my vocation <laughs> Did you really? oh yeah well because yeah. it was talking about the career or vocation mm. and and immediately when i think of vocation i think of you know, something like a, a, a priest. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think of someone like me in the in the business I'm in, but it got me thinking, right? <laughs> and there, and and so my my friend said, uh, "What's your vocation?" And I said to my, well, I thought to myself, like, 
I really wish I could answer that right now. Mm. Um, I said that there are part of the things that I do in my work that I absolutely feel is my vocation. You know, this piece about helping, or part about helping others and and being there to listen and, and do this type of thing. But it's it's not what I do all the time. It's just a, a piece of it. So, and then it really kind of got me thinking, got me thinking way back in my life and the things that I really loved. But I, you know, I didn't, I, I really didn't get the chance to decide what I wanted to do in my life. Mm -hmm. It was sort of predetermined. Yeah, it, it was laid out it there. It really was yeah. inscribed on me of what I was going to do to get into the business. Yeah. So, so it, it probably hit me a little bit harder than most people when they, they're asked, like, what's your vocation? Yeah. Because there's a bit of resentment that I've had. It's really kind of a tough one for me because, you know, my father, who's not with me any, with us anymore, he, he wanted me on this path and, you know, gave me this incredible opportunity in the business. But there's been a lot of times along the way where things didn't go my way and, and I, I sort of resented that I went down this path. And when you own a business, it's not like you can leave and go do something else. I mean, it is a hotel, California. I tell people this, like, when I have people coming to my office, like, oh, you're so lucky to own your own business. I go, let me tell you something. Like, you start if, singing like Don Henley. Yeah. Like, if you don't like what you're doing, you can go find something else to do. Like, if I don't like what you're doing, I'm still stuck here. So, so there's oh, been a God. piece of that, that, that I've, uh, you know, I've, I've thought about, but, um, but with that kind of getting off, off topic here a little bit, but again, that's kind of it. Like, it's like, as we come together and we talk about things, we learn things about ourselves that we wouldn't typically be learning about because we're not talking about it and we're not in environments to do that. <laughs> and sometimes they hit us with a bunch of excitement and sometimes they hit us with a a little bit different feeling and emotion. It's like, wow, okay, what, what, what am I feeling right mm -hmm. now about that? So, so that's kind of been my thing the last twenty four hours is thinking about this and, you know, should I be doing something differently? Am I not doing the right thing? Fighting a little imposter syndrome, a little bit of all this stuff. So, um, but at at the end of the day, um, you know, it is. I think it's just all part of that journey of life, right? Well, Steve, I want to say thank you for sharing that. You are welcome. And bringing that to the table, that, that was a, a lot to chew on. I'm glad to be on the journey with you to hear more as this goes forward. Until next time. Two dudes, out. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Two Dudes Drunk and Depressed. And so sometimes the best thing you can do is simply show up. Thank you for doing that today. We are here for you as we answer our call to serve others. Remember, tell the truth to yourself and the rest will fall into place. Those lyrics are from a song by the band, The Abbott Brothers, and really spoke to Steve and I. If you have questions, comments, actually should have said to Steve and me, right? The Steve and me, yeah. Yeah. Um, or no, is it Steve and I? Chet. We need Chet GPT there. Yeah, I think it's Steve and me. So, oh, if you have questions, <laughs> comments, or would like to be a guest on the segment, Two Dudes Interviewing Women, then write us at wedoinstitute at gmail.com. That's W-E-D-O, institute, at gmail.com. All right, guys, so what are you doing today to leverage your brilliance and do the work necessary to make some progress in your life? Consider one box check by just listening here today. Yes, well done. Two Dudes, out.